Welcome to Dear Culture, the podcast that gives you news you can trust for the culture. I'm your co-host, Jerry and Keith Gaynor, Managing Editor of Politics and Washington Correspondent here at The Grio. And I'm your co-host, Shauna Pinnock, Social Media Director here at The Grio. And this week we're asking, Dear Culture, to cuff or uncuff, what are the do's and don'ts of winter dating? All right, y'all. Cuffing season is upon us. And if you don't know what that is, don't worry, because we're going to cover all the bases for you. The phrase first popped up on Urban Dictionary back in 2011, according to Refinery29. And while there's some disagreement on all the rules of cuffing season, 41% of millennials say cuffing season starts sometime in October and ends sometime around March. Hmm, Debatable. But (laughs) what makes a good cuff? Who should you be cuffing? And when is it time to call it quits? Clearly, we have a lot to discuss, so let's get into it. So Shauna, cuffing season. Cuffing season is here. Uh, It comes up every year. And and this is the first year I have to say, usually I'm not really, it kind of goes over my head on my cuffing season. That's a thing, like people really do adhere to cuffing season. Um, I guess it's because I pretty much have been cuffing all year round. That's that's how I move. I'm like, I'll cuff you. I'll cuff you in the spring. <laughs> I'll cuff you in the summer. I'll cuff you in the winter. Like if the vibes are right, I'm there. But this is the first year where I can say being in a new city in D.C., um, being single and actually kind of happily single, but wanting to ha- have a healthy dating life. I'm actually kind of into cuffing season. I'm, I'm actually kind of into it. It's getting cold. And you do kind of, you want to hibernate, but no one wants to hibernate alone. Like I live alone. <laughs> and sometimes when you're nestled up on your on your sofa watching, I don't know, Harlem on, on um, Prime Video, you want to have a companion to watch it with. And so I uh, am going to explore, you know, what potential roster I can find for my cuffing right. season for the winter months. <laughs> Um, but let's first define what cuffing season is. According to the Urban Dictionary, cuffing season occurs, quote, during the fall and winter months when people who would normally rather be single or sexually liberated find themselves along the rest of the world desiring to be cuffed or tied down by a serious relationship. And so essentially, you know, some people are usually not relationship oriented and then the winter months come and you start, you know, things start to change. You start to desire a little bit more. Uh, but the pandemic has really complicated dating in general. Uh, so obviously for cuffing season, uh, it's going to be a bit tricky with a new variant now here in the U.S. Um, I know like this Amarion variant variant will not go away. Uh, so Shauna, what do you think about cuffing season generally and and what kind of impact will the pandemic have on it um so for the first time in a long time i don't really have to deal with like Mm -hmm. a cuffing season per se because i've been in you know my my situation for pre-cold uh (laughs) so but what i will say is as a new yorker um who had been single for a fairly long amount of time um and like living in the bronx for me personally, 
I had to engage in cuffing season mainly because, and you know, you, you choose who you're going to cuff. And so it was typically whoever annoyed me the least, um, you know, of the roster. And you're like, okay, you will be the chosen one. You will be the star player for this cold season. And mainly because it's like, it's cold outside. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not taking the subway. I'm not just <laughs> like, I'm sorry. There is snow on the ground. I'm not coming nowhere. Like, just come come to my house. Uber to the Uber to the crib. Do you drive? I'll try and kill a spot for you in front of my crib. Like, that's about it. Um, but what's so funny is, especially last year, oh, cuffing was done for. Um, and it's so crazy. Like, I I actually didn't have a cuffing season for like two years prior. Um, and that's because so 2019. I was nursing a broken heart during cuffing season. So I wasn't, I was on my savage mode. There was no cuff. There was, there, there was no cuff. You, you stay where you stay. Um, and then the following year was COVID was out here and alive. And I mean, I had my little thing to thing, 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 you know, whatever, but it was definitely a, the moment that I found out that, you know, he was uh, like kicking it. And like and like outside outdoors with other people, I was like, oh no, you can't come around here no more. Like, <laughs> so that put a kibosh on it. Um, I imagine the pandemic. Huh, I imagine the pandemic for those of us who are taking the pandemic seriously, because mm-hmm. there's a difference for those of us who are taking the pandemic seriously. I'm sure that it has either interrupted it or. To me, in my mind, I'm like, there's possible like complications because now you're keeping somebody in your bubble and now there's the opportunity for what should have just been a cuff is turning into something else or fake turning into something else. It, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. <laughs> but I guess so for you, G, my question to you would be like, you know, I think we all look for a lot of different things when it comes to like finding a romantic partner, right? Like someone to date. Um, and to me, cuffing season, it is a season. It is seasonal. You are not there for an extended period of time. So I guess my question to you would be, what do you think makes a good cuff? Like what are some of the potential qualities or characteristics, you know, of folks that we sh- we all should be looking for if if we're engaging in cuffing season? Now, I will preface by saying that I am not the cuffing season expert. Um, You know, we have an amazing production team that has helped research for this stuff. But for me personally, I have to say, because I actually am like looking for, you know, someone to cuff with this uh, winter season. I'm a pretty, you know, obviously I work here in D.C. I work around politics. I'm a pretty... I'm fun, but I'm also serious too. So you have to be able to have like intellectual banter. I watch a lot of CNN, a lot of documentaries. And so I need you to be a little bit nerdy. I need us to be able to just lay up on the couch and really engage in that that, that type of content. Um, but also you need to be able to also go with the flow. I'm very just go with the flow type of nature generally. And I don't want someone who's just like really talkative. Like I like to talk. But you have to know when to when to kind of just chill. Like nonverbal communication to me is so sexy. Like I need you to just know when to not say anything. You know, like I, I need someone who's affectionate. My love languages are physical touch and quality time. And so perfect for the cuffing season. I need you to like rub up on me at 
like all just all night just rub up on my back rub rub on me <laughs> please um and uh and then also just generally quality time just spending time getting to know each other because for me i would be cuffing you in the winter months to potentially date you longer in the future if things work out and so i want to know basically i'm looking for the same qualities i would normally look for in a relationship but obviously we'll talk about we'll talk about this a little bit more but you have to be sure to communicate what it is and what it's not and we'll get into that but i also need you to know how to cook because i'm a busy person and there are times where i forget to eat and so when you, if you come over with some uber eats in your hand like hey i got you some food or if you want to hop come in my kitchen and, and fix me a nice little meal a plus like those are the qualities that i'm looking for um but just be just be chill just be fun um and just know how to take take the proper cues because if you can do that, then maybe we can have a future. Mm, all right now. What about you? Um. So <laughs> it's so funny because I am, you know, regarded as a people person, but I know how to like keep people at in their certain categories, right? Mm. Um. And the vast majority of people annoy the hell out of me. And I mean, like, and I'm, it's, it's. This is very true. Right? Like, and I, I, I try not to be, you know, like that, that moody, (laughs) you know, heifer who's just like, please just stop talking and like, just stop breathing. Leave me alone. Right? But there's always, uh, I've, the relate, the, like the actual relationships, like non-cuffing season relationships that I've gotten into have been from people who it took me a really long time to figure out what are the things about them that annoyed me (laughs) cuffing season it's so for me i'm like i know that this is seasonal but i need to at least the annoyances that i that i've peeped from you early that they're not they're not that bad or there are other things that are um outweighing uh, you know, outweighing those annoyances. Like, so, gonna be honest, if you could put it down in the bedroom, if you, you know, you know what you're doing, I'm probably gonna stick around for a little bit. I might, I might, I might be okay with the fact that, oh, you, you click when you talk, like, (laughs) or some some other nonsense. Um, I've also been, and this is, I've, I've had to make, certain uh concessions because of where i live right Mm. of which i will no longer be here uh in a little bit um but you know living in the bronx it is tough to get up here this is garajo land right like this is we up here like (laughs) it's it's Mm. it's up here and if you don't already have like plans to come to the bronx or you're living in the bronx it's very unlike, like, I've always tried to pick people, like, I was not trying to cuff nobody who lived in Brooklyn, for example. I'm not yeah. coming to Brooklyn, like, because if I'm not driving, that is taking me anywhere from two, two and a half hours. Uh, That's a lot. That's a whole different state. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, it's a whole, it's a whole, I can get to Philly in that amount of time. Um, right. You know, so, like, my commute has to be pretty reasonable like can you get to me in 15 to 20 minutes so i usually would try and pick somebody like oh you're in harlem i would even go so far as like yonkers okay cool like that means you probably got a car we're chilling um i would also hope that that person either at least has money for the uber 
because I'm not paying, but either has okay. money, either has money for the Uber, and I'm and I'm also really particular about like you're gonna come to my place. Um, I feel safest here, and what you're not about to do is ever have the opportunity to like throw me out your house. And I mean, it does that's never happened, but it's it's something that I keep in the back of my mind. So I'm always like, no, 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 you come here, and then so when we're done doing what we do, I can look at you like. So what you finna get into for the <laughs> for the rest of the day, you know, that that subtle you gotta you gotta pack it up and go. Um so ideally they would also have like their own transportation, which is hard to find in New York, to be honest. Like the the pickets is slim out here. Like it's <laughs> New York is such a a a commuter city that finding someone with a car like i only have a car mainly because of covid like because i wasn't getting on anyone's subway anymore and i wasn't getting on anyone's bus um but you know if you don't if you don't have your own transportation i mean that's a little bad um and then i think the final criteria is like again you need to be able to provide a real good quality service now whatever that service is <laughs> That is to be, you know, determined, uh, you know, because that service could just be a good cuddle. I mm-hmm. I definitely had one of those. Nothing physical popped up. That was in my, my celibacy time. Nothing physical popped off, but he he cuddled like just nobody's business. I, hell, I probably would have paid him for it if he, <laughs> if, he, if he really did, you know, but just, oh, I just want to be held. And let's watch this show and like, don't annoy me and shut up and let's enjoy Law and Order SVU together. Um, yeah, the older the older I get, I feel like sex is like not as important. It's a lot of work to do. It's a lot of work. It's performative. It's messy. You get hot and sweaty. Sometimes a cuddle is all you really need. Yep, and like that's a, that's it. All I need is the the little the intimate connection, and it mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be anything deep. It's not even that serious, right? But and I think like and you tell me about this, G. What do you think about like? consistency so for me it's it's kind of a double-edged sword right because i'm like again you're seasonal so i need a certain level of consistency but not consistent enough to the point where it feels like this is becoming this is moving beyond seasonal what do you think (laughs) am i tripping or not (laughs) yeah this can get really tricky and this is probably this is probably why i've kind of avoided cuffing season because it it does it can be very confusing and so this is where you start to apply adult healthy communication and you have to be very clear about what it is and what it's not and so if it's a temporary position if it's a tryout you have to find your way to make it clear now it might not be the most romantic or sexiest thing to say hey just so you know i'm testing you out for a full-time position for being my for being my bae uh, after the winter months, maybe you don't want to phrase it that way, but you do need to be like, you know, uh, hey, like this, I enjoy having, like spending time with you. I'm not sure where I want to take it, but I'm open to hanging out with you more and, and spending, uh, some of the winter months with you, like something like that. Um, I think it's important to really set those boundaries really early because if you don't, and I've been in the situation actually recently this year, I was in the situation ship. Met, met somebody on a dating app. We've been talking for months. He comes over. We watch TV. We, we have routines. He's my plus one. And then one day, like, I can't believe I'm telling this story, but <laughs> one day his um, friend uh, asked me out. 
And I don't, I don't know if he meant it in a romantic way, but it was incredibly awkward. And then it occurred to me that I don't even know what we are. We've never even had that conversation as far as what we are for me to even feel like going out with this friend is wrong or right. And so that was my bad because I did not open up the conversation to be really clear about what we are and what we are not. So if you're entering a cuffing season, I think it's really important to communicate, over-communicate if necessary. We are adults and nobody wants to be in a situation where they feel trapped, they feel tied down when they don't want to be. You have the freedom to decide what it, what is for you and what's not for you. You can try someone out. If you feel like the vibes are, are not right, you have the right to be like, it's been great. I had some, I had fun or maybe I didn't have fun. Um, but for me, it's also important that you know, because no one wants to be embarrassed. Essentially, no one wants to be in a situation where you're catching feelings. You're ha- you think you're having a good time, and then the other person is like, "Yeah, actually, I think we're good here. I think this is where the road ends." That's really awkward and very embarrassing. And so the goal, my 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 life mantra is like, "Cause no harm." And so. If, if I do enter a cuffing season situation, I'm going to make sure that I don't cause harm to myself or to the other person because that should not be the intention. The intention is to have companionship, to have fun, um, ha- just have a good time. Also, but for me, it's important to have good energy. You know, Shauna, I'm all about the vibes. I, I'm, I do yoga and meditation almost daily. And so if you come in with bad juju into my apartment, I'm going to feel that energy immediately. Uh, so come with the right vibes. Because if not, I'm going to have to pull out my sage and sage in my apartment when you leave because we don't we don't want none of that. We don't want no bad juju. We don't want negative energy. Um, and, you know, if we do end up, it, it's, it's essentially transactional. We're in this situation because we want something out of it. And so be, be clear about to yourself first what you want out of it. Communicate that with the person. Um, you know, we might, you know, we want to get snowed in and you might want to, you know, you know, I don't want you working on my last nerve if we're going to be stuck in the apartment together. So that's what gives me a little trep- trepidation about entering into a cuffing season, because what if I choose the wrong person? And so I don't know if this is a part of the rules. I don't, I don't know if this is allowed. But what I would like to do is have like a healthy dating life plus cuffing season. If you like if you marry that together, maybe it's like not just one person. Maybe it's like two or three. And you have, you know, I'm with you on Friday nights and I'm with you on Saturdays. You, know, you can mix it up. It doesn't have to be a set date. But who's, who's, who made the rule that it had to be one person? I mean, if you're being, if you're being safe now, get your booster shot. Like, get, make sure you have, for me, you have to have both your shots and on your way to get your booster like yesterday. Um, and if everyone is vaccinated, you know, there's nothing wrong with, um, I think, you should expand your pool if you can, um, especially if like they, they live nearby. You just got to got to be careful. You got to you got to be careful how you plan things um, because you might be in a situation where one shows up and the other person is walking out the door. You don't want that. That's messy. Listen, and that's you messy. Do, you do not trust. You do not. It's, it is an unpleasant surprise that you did not ask for. Um, I think so, too, for me. You know, in terms of like rules for cuffing season. So one rule that is absolutely, since we're talking about uh, unpleasant surprises, for me, if you are a person with a uterus and you are not in the 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 the, the time space mindset 
uh, money wise, any of those things. And especially if this is, again, this is supposed to be a seasonal situation. Um, yeah, condoms and birth control. Let's do that. Uh, that is a definite rule to live by. Um, because no, I'm not going to be on nobody's Maury <laughs> making, <laughs> you know, uh, trying to, trying to figure out what's going on. Um, I think it's also about like knowing what it is at the onset, right? So like, and knowing, and when I say like what it is at the onset, not just, of course, you're going to have to, like you said, Jaren, like you're going to have to communicate that with the person that you're involved with. But I think like knowing for yourself and being able to be honest and transparent with yourself. So like for me, I'm not saying Sierra's prayer, uh, what is, yeah, Sierra, Sierra, I'm not saying Sierra's prayer you know, when I'm in the middle of cuffing season, for what? I'm like, what? Like, no, 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 no. I don't, mm-mm, that's yeah, not. There's, there's power in the tongue. Be careful what you ask for because you're going to get that. <laughs> there's power in the tongue, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, yeah, I, it's just, no, like be very, very careful and set your intentions and stay true to those intentions. And I think, again, it's one of the, it's the ability to be completely transparent, just like within yourself. Yes, with the other person as well, but definitely within yourself. If you find yourself catching feelings, you need to cut it off because that wasn't your intention, right? That that wasn't what you was going for. And in all honesty, if you and this person at the onset had that discussion of, hey, this is just what it is. And you know what? Let's offer some guidance to our listeners. Have the discussion <laughs> about what's going on prior to, before feelings even ever get involved. Because here's mm-hmm. the thing, is I think there's a there's a definite issue when one person is catching feelings and then all of a sudden they've changed the game up. That's not fun. Now you done killed off cuffing season. Now I don't ever want to do this again. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, it's uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of you know fast and loose rules, but <laughs> what do you think are some other rules that people should be living by if they're going to engage in cuffing season? G. Uh, well, you have to make sure that you are defining what 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 we call this because I know in my world these circles in DC are very small. So what if like we go out for we go to a bar and I run into somebody that I know? How do we introduce each other? Do I say this is my f- my friend? Um, my, you know, my trick is I don't call them anything. I say, Hey, do you know such and such? And then you just, you introduce them by their name. Um, and people can make assumptions about what, you know, if there are vibes there, if there's something going on between you, but be really clear about what you call it. Um, I was watching, uh, I'm still watching Harlem and everybody has already finished and I'm like way behind. (laughs) Hashtag not an ad. (laughs) This is definitely not an ad. And I'm going to try to say this without giving spoilers, but there's a point where a character is essentially in a cuffing season moment, and then they decide to be boyfriend and girlfriend, like in the midst of cuffing. At least that's how I interpreted the episode. Um, And so, like, I guess, again, I don't know all the rules per se. Like, I'm still new to cuffing season. I'm still learning. I don't know if that's, uh, it might be a little premature to just decide in the middle of the cuffing season, if the intent is to uh, explore whether or not we will get there. Sometimes people get caught up in their emotions. They move too fast. Um, so you have to really cont- continually um, uh, ground yourself in like the now and like, what, what is this? And be really clear and not jump, not get ahead of yourself. 
Um, and then simple things like uh, FaceTiming. You know, do we FaceTime? Um, can you know how do how do you how do we arrange you coming over? Is there is it a set date? Do we um, do we uh, do I just call you over and you're just there automatically? Like what what is our system? Like what is our rhythm and how we do this? Um, and you already started. You know, uh, you have you have to be really clear because it can get like extremely messy. Um, I'm not really uh, usually a phone person. I'm I've been more of a text person. And so you might have different communication styles. So you have to figure that out. Um, but be clear, like if I want to see you, if you want to see me, say you want to see me. Uh, cause I, because that's how I, that's how I roll. If I want to see you, I'm like, Hey, what are you doing? Do you, are you doing anything? Do you want to watch a movie? Um, yeah. Like what, what are some other, um, good boundary setting, uh, that, our listeners should be mindful of? Uh, well, I mean, well, first off, again, you, you, you need, do need to set boundaries and make sure that they're clear on the boundaries. So like, like you said about FaceTime, do not FaceTime me out the blue. You no, I don't, you, I might have my bonnet on all day. You don't know. Like, or bay bay number two, you know, or somebody is here. What you FaceTiming (laughs) me for? Um, I'm also, I am, it's so (laughs) fun. Which is so funny. Like, if I really like you, I'm going to talk on the phone with you. Like, if I really mm-hmm. like you. Aside from that, the only person who I talk on the phone on a consistent basis with is my mama. And that's it. And that's like, and so if you if you are on the same level as my mama, I'm talking on the phone with you for longer than 15, 20, 30, 45 minutes, hours. Oh, my. Like, we cupcaking out here. Okay, cool. You know, <laughs> but um, I think... There's that. Um, now, again, these are some of the rules are kind of fast and loose. For me personally, if this is cuffing season and you are seasonal, I don't really have intentions on getting to know you. I don't care about your hopes, dreams, nor aspirations. I don't care about your mama, what your mama said to you. I don't care about your traumas. I'm not here for that part right now. That might sound cold. I understand it. I'm a savage. I get it. But <laughs> but I think it's one of those things of like, again, being honest within yourself of, okay, I need you to know and like, like this is already established of this is, this is as far as it goes. And this is where we're going to be. And there's an expiration date on here. Now, you know, what, whether or not if we've already discussed that expiration date or if things just happen to naturally progress that, you know, in that way, then great. Um, I, it's so funny. I've seen people engage in cuffing season and like going on dates. Mm. And, and I'm like, what's the point? Like, what? Like, <laughs> it's like, uh, uh, uh-uh. like this to me. Again, and I would love to hear from you, G, like, please explain this to me or or let me know what your interpretation of cuffing season is. To me, cuffing season is Netflix and chill. We are not going out. I What? For, no, I don't need to see this movie with you. I'm not going to see the new Avengers with you, sir. Like, this, like, this is something that I'm here to enjoy for myself. Um, yeah, like going out on dates, meeting family and friends. I mean, you, you brought up that point, uh, Jaren, about like, oh, like if, you know, we're with our friends and you happen to be there and you're my plus one. I don't, to me, I've always interpreted the cuffing season as something that was, if it wasn't purely sexual in nature, then at the very least, it is purely like, it's fake intimacy. (laughs) 
Like, it's fake intimacy. Like, it might, you might have, like, aspects of physical touch, but not necessarily emotional in, in, in intimacy in any kind of way. Um, but I do want to know what you think of G. Like, uh, and I know it's, I know it happens. I just don't believe it should. But uh, can you find a love connection during cuffing season? Like, is that allowed? Is it realistic? Is it even cuffing season anymore? <laughs> Right. Listen, so it is, I think, inevitable when two people spend a lot of time together, you start absorbing energies and you start to create attachments. I think that that's going to happen. And so as that happens, you have to start to create, again, boundaries, because while I'm not the cuffing season expert, the experts say you shouldn't catch feelings. You should you should essentially monitor you know, everything and be very careful so that in the event that you change your mind, you know, come right before Valentine's Day, because there's a whole debate about when you when does cuffing season end. But let's just let's say that in the moment you're feeling them. And then by February, you're not feeling them. So you do have to you do have to create those boundaries. But I think that um, it's I think it's OK if you start to form a love connection, um, if you know that you both are aligned. It's very clear that we are on the same page. But if you're communicating throughout the entire process, you should know where that person's head is. But generally speaking, for the purpose of cuffing season, you should try to avoid getting uh, too falling in love, essentially, because it can, again, that's not the purpose of cuffing season. And to your point, you know, you really shouldn't be going out so much the point of it is i'm going to cuff you so that you you're locked in like we're locked in behind these four walls we don't go anywhere we play board games we watch tv we read books together we chat we have sex whatever that is we cook but we don't go outside these four walls this is essentially what i'm understanding cuffing season to be um so the dates you might want to keep that to a minimum if you probably don't want to do it at all because it, then it exposes you to the outside world where people are going to people are going to ask questions um that it can create situations where you well you do get you do catch your feelings what if you go to a bar and because you technically are single uh and they're single someone's flirting with them at the bar and then you ca- and then you're mad because you brought them out and they're giving somebody some attention so it is safer to just keep things uh indoors um, and you definitely want to, um, talk about things like, do I stay over? Because for me, I know I get attached or I've had, I have a history of getting attached really soon. Um, which is why I've been enjoying being single for the past like two to three years, because it's really allowed me to really get to know myself and understand, you know, my, my, my quirks and like things that make me the, the things that I gravitate toward. Um, you have to really know yourself. And if you know that you might get attached by them sleeping over, you know, waking up and rolling over and seeing them there, you might want to keep that to a minimum as well. I would suggest, you know, they can stay till past past midnight, but at some point you might want to like find a way to get them to go home. Because again, that the more time you spend together, the more you open yourself up to potentially falling, falling for them. And, you know, I just wouldn't advise that. Yeah. And you know, and it, and sometimes I, I feel like cuffing season is just such a, it's such a cold, it should be, honestly, such a cold process. Because when you really think of it, 
and I say this from a person who is now in a healthy, loving situation, you know, cuffing season is kind of like for the emotionally unavailable when you really think about it, you know, but mm. that's, it's, it's, it, but it, it it serves its purpose, right? Like, I believe that you, that we should all be, if you're going to date, you're dating with intention. And now, dating with intention does not mean that you're looking to get married or anything like that. But, like, you're dating with the intention of just enjoying someone's vibe. Just, you know, having a good time. I'm not dating with the intention of falling in love. So, cuffing season is, again, is about intention. So, I'm going to do certain things to make sure that my I'm not intending to fall in love with you. Now, you know, you never know when and how the love bug might hit. That Cupid's arrow does whatever the hell it wants to do. <laughs> but, you know, but I think, like, there definitely are certain um, steps that you can take to make sure that you don't get attached. And I'm not saying that you got to be a cold piece out here. <laughs> like, I'm not saying you just got to be just just mean and heartless and, you know, d- ghosting people or or not answering people's phone calls or just being flaky and gaslighting and all that other randomness. But, you know, maybe for me, I, I mean, I, I wasn't saving your, your government name in my phone. Nah. <laughs> like, it, you're just, it, that's not what you're here for, right? So it'd be like, oh, you know, boyfriend number two. Or like, <laughs> or it might be, you know, Fellini's Pizza. I don't know. I, like, you're saved as some kind of code name on my phone. So, Let's also talk about shopping and getting gifts. Like, do you get a gift for your cuffing bay for Christmas? Do you get a Valentine's Day gift in February? Like, what are the boundaries? I know for me, I, one, I have a rule. I don't buy Christmas gifts for anyone but my mother. It just, it just prevents, it It just like prevents me from, you know, because once you get one gift for one person, you feel like you have to get a gift for everybody. Um, and so I keep that rule, you know, seriously. Uh, I take that, that rule very seriously. For Valentine's Day, I mean, this is where we get into the conversation about when does cuffing season even end? But what do you think, Sharma? Is it too much to get a gift for Christmas or for Valentine's Day? Should, should you just leave it alone? Do you get your cuffing season bay a gift? Hell no. No. For what? That no. Again, you're making, you're murkying up the very clear waters. <laughs> like, for what? And again, see, and if you even thinking about getting a gift, this is how you know you already done messed up. Because if you are giving a gift, that's already thinking like your, your, your intention is more than likely to give a thoughtful gift, which means that you've mm-hmm. probably been prying about certain things, which means that you've probably been, you know, paying too much attention to certain things, which means that you probably, oh, oh yeah, I heard that he or she likes X, Y, Z. So I'm a, I'm a go get him this, this Steven Universe ho- hoodie. No, 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 no. Put, leave it in your Amazon cart. It's right there. If listen, mm-hmm. say the supply chain has your gift at the shop. Like I ain't got it. Like absolutely not. Um, same thing like with Valentine's Day gifts, which is why I said at the top of the episode, you know, Refinery Twenty Nine is talking about. Oh yeah, you know, cuffing season lasts till like March. Does it? Because for me, February twelfth, you done for. Like we're out of here. Mm-hmm. Like what? What are we doing? Because February four. Well, this is when I was on my single stuff, but February fourteenth. I mean, me and all my single girlfriends, we was going out to party and drink like, <laughs> like and enjoying being single and probably, you know, 
getting some numbers at at said <laughs> at said Valentine's Day uh drinkings uh festivity. But yeah, no, it's if you if you're supposed to be in a casual situation, what nothing about spending your money. I don't care if you went to family dollar. Nothing about spending your money on this other person in that way for, you know, these particular holidays or whatever speaks casually. That that speaks like Nah, I'm trying to make this a little bit, you know, deeper than what we originally agreed that it was supposed to be. Mm. Um, So absolutely not. Um, But, you know, as we're talking about, like, cuffing season and how it ends and, and, you know, what, how do we define it as a a successful cuffing season? Jaren, I know you said, like, you don't really engage in it too much, but I do want to know as a cuffing season novice, and I'll tell you later about my, my expertise, (laughs) but so, you know, what do you think ultimately makes a successful cuffing season? And, you know, how do you transition from cuffing season to, all right, you know, well, this was fun. I had a good time. How do you do that? <laughs> you got to make sure you talk one before you enter into your cuffing season. You want to be clear between the two of you that it is a cuffing season moment and not uh, a relationship uh, that there are no promises at the end of this season. And so you have to have your exit, your your exit strategy already planned out. You have to know when, how long is this going to go? Am I going to end it in January and February and March and have your kind of like a, it's like a time of like your end of year contract. Like when you have a contract and you know that renewal is <laughs> coming up, you know, there, you have that small window to be like, all right, this is when we say it's been real. I had fun, but it's getting warm outside and I'm about to have my hot boy or hot girl summer or hot them summer. <laughs> and, you know, and, and it's been real. And we might, we might still be able to have fun during the spring or during the summertime. That doesn't mean that you have to like end what you got going on. But if your intention is not to, to jump into a relationship, you have to be prepared for that before you get to that stage. Now, for me, because I know that I am dating to uh, to someday marry or to be in a committed relationship at some point, I want to reserve the right to transition to a relationship. And so uh, I think that it's healthy to talk about that too. Say, hey, this is not serious. This is not, um, this is just, we're just having a good time. But I'm open to the possibilities of wherever this can go, whether it's we end at this juncture or we decide to date a little to date more exclusively or we continue to uh, have a a friends with benefits situation like we've been having during the cuffing season. But make that clear. You know, again, we are adults. They can handle it. Everyone's kind of been in that situation before. I think just being really clear, what you don't want to do is ghost them. You know, I've been the victim of being ghosted. This is, um, it's not fun. It doesn't feel good to be ghosted because then you're like wondering like, was it something I did? Was it something that I said? And then it just, it causes you to go down this terrible rabbit hole when it's like, it doesn't need to be that way. If you are adult enough to decide to lay with said person and spend time with said person, you at least owe them the right to know uh, that you decided to go a different direction. But be very clear about that. 
Mm-hmm. No, I definitely agree with you. Now, I'm not going to lie. I have, in my youthful days, in my 20s, I have been notorious for ghosting. It's not It's it's not something I'm proud of. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> I think that that's definitely something that, again, it comes with maturity. Because now, at 34, if I'm just not feeling you like that, I'm just like, you know what? Look, we had a really great time. And I, if, we, if you want, we could be friendly. You know, not friends, mm-hmm. but friendly. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm not, if I see you in the street, I'm not going to ignore you. I'm not going to act like, you know, a jilted lover or something like that, but I'm, I'm straight. Like this was fun and it was great for what it was. Thank you for, for being here for me in my time of need. Uh, but you know, I'm not here really for the, for anything more than that. Um, but you're, you're, I love that point that you made G about like, yo, maybe, maybe we are feeling each other and it's getting to the point where it's like, it's like, you know what? Maybe this cuffing season is about to expand a little bit more. Like, do you want to stay low and build or, <laughs> or are we done here? Um, but yeah, I think, I, I think there's, there's, there, there's a nice graceful and gracious way to, uh, let things naturally come to a close. Um, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe we're just not making that many phone calls. Maybe, you know, yeah, we saw Insecure every Sunday. Guess what? Insecure is coming to an end. I don't need to talk to you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, just you know, whatever you decide this cuffing season, you just have to be sure that you have fun, be healthy, be safe. Uh, for, and that's for everyone involved. And if you want to hear more about episodes on love and dating, check out Dear Culture episode 78, Unpacking Struggle Love. You can find that episode and so many others on our website at www.thegrio.com. Just click the tab that says podcast and head to the Dear Culture page. We want to remind our listeners to support your local Black businesses and donate to your local organizations and religious institutions. The business that we will highlight this week is Planks and Pistols. Founded by floral artist John Caleb Pendleton, Planks and Pistols is a Black-owned and operated floral design company based in Chicago, Illinois. Launched in 2017, Planks and Pistols honors the art of woodworking and florals. John's partner, Carrie, became his reason to purchase flowers when they started dating in 2013. He soon fell in love with the art of floral design, an art not often encouraged for little boys in Grove Hill, Alabama, his hometown. Planks and Pistols offers custom floral arrangements, floral subscriptions, and floral design workshops, among other services. They believe that everyone deserves their flowers. For more information about Planks and Pistols, follow them on Instagram at Planks and Pistols. That's P-L-A-N-K-S and A-N-D P-I-S-T-I-L-S. Or visit their website at www.planksandpistols.com. The Grill has published a list of 50 plus black businesses to support during the coronavirus pandemic. If you'd like your business to be featured, email us at info at That's G-R-I-O dot com. Thank you for listening to Dear Culture. If you like what you heard, please give us a five-star review and subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast and share it with everyone you know. And please email all questions, suggestions, and compliments. We love those to podcasts at thegrio.com. The Dear Culture podcast is brought to you by The Grio and co-produced by Taji Sr., Sydney Enriquez-Payne, and Abdul Kadus.